Good morning, friends. Welcome back to the Carrie Croft Show. It's my first solo cast coming at you. So you know what? Finally, we're alone at last. Just you and me. Aren't you excited? So like a lot of people meditate in the morning or they journal. They do all these things. I think that's great. I, I do, you know, I have my own workout ritual, etc. But I really think if you haven't added music to your morning routine, think you should. It's a dopamine hit. I'll get in the car and whatever I'm feeling that day, you know, it could be Two Chains, it could be Sinead O'Connor, it could be Chris Stapleton, whatever it is, whatever gives you goosebumps, just turn it up real loud and sing. Uh, today it was Strawberry Swing by Coldplay. I don't know why, but if you turn on Strawberry Swing, if it's nice out, roll your windows down, hopefully there's a little sun. If you crank this sucker up, by the end of the song, if you're not feeling a little bit better, I can't help you. <laughs> so first solo cast, I'm super excited. So I figured, you know, just turn the camera on, turn the mic on and let's go. So surrogacy, hot topic, lots of questions about my surrogate. It's not something that you see or hear about every day, especially in Midwest Ohio. Uh, most of the time, when you hear surrogate, you're thinking Khloe Kardashian or Kim Kardashian or, you know, something that feels sort of outside of what could be possible for you or someone that you know. Well, I'm here to tell you that not only is surrogacy possible, I'm going to give you some of my hack to circumvent going through an agency, thereby saving you a lot of time and a lot of cashish. Disclaimer, I am not anti-agency. I think it's great. Love it. It's necessary. And I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with that. What I am going to tell you, though, is there's a high, high demand for surrogates right now. Agencies are very expensive. If you have a shitload of money and time to spend, keep scrolling. But if you're someone like me who is like, you know what, I don't have a ton of time and if I can save myself some money and use that money for other things, I'm all about it. So first question uh, that I have gotten a lot about my own personal journey, and if you're, if you're listening to this, my guess is either you're curious about my situation, which I totally understand that, or you or someone you know has potential surrogacy in your future. So I'm going to try to quench um, the thirst for both of those options as best as I can. So for those of you asking why I had a surrogate, when we finally got pregnant with Dane, I had a short cervix. A short cervix can mean something and it can mean absolutely nothing. As it turned out for me, it meant nothing. But I was on bed rest. It was very scary. It's You want a long cervix. Next pregnancy... I still have the, sh the short cervix. It's not going to all of a sudden become long. But at this point, we don't know what happened with Hope, um, who was my second stillborn. But the guess from looking at my placenta is that she may have not had enough of what she needed from the placenta. So now you have two different situations. You've got a short cervix that could may or may not be an issue, but now you have a placenta that is the lifeblood of keeping the baby alive. So our decision to get pregnant again... Um, we had talked about doing a surrogate and my doctor and I decided, you know what, you are older, but you are very healthy and strong and we don't see any reason why you couldn't do this on your own. Get pregnant. Here comes the short cervix again. And because of my age and because of my history, it was sort of this emergent thing like, hey, let's 
put a cerclage in. And that was something that I was very much on the fence about doing because there's a lot of research that says it doesn't even help, but then it's so close to your sack. And when you have a short cervix, if they put something in there to tie it in with, then you could potentially rupture your sack. And now you've got a whole other situation. The short cervix scared everybody. My doctors and I decided to do the cerclage. Whether or not the cerclage was a reason for the rupture of the sack, we'll never know. But the sack ruptured about seven days after I had the cerclage. So you do the math. Um, I could spend a lot of time what ifing myself and beating myself up. But that is the detail behind my last two pregnancies and why ultimately um, a surrogate was a no-brainer. So for those of you who are just curious about my situation, that is it in a nutshell. Let's go on to why I opted out of an agency and how I was able to create sort of my own agency um, and advocate for myself to find just a, literally the most amazing person and surrogate that I just think has ever existed, in my humble opinion. Quickly after we lost Jade, um, I remember looking at Brady and I was like, this is it this is how our story ends, you know, and I was, I was clearly very, very uh, emotional. And he looked at me and he's like, you know what? He's like, you have carried building this family for us up a mountain while I just kind of watched. You have completely championed this. And because of you, we have Dane. He's like, go get your surrogate. And, you know, that was a moment. It was, that was a huge moment because you have to be on the same page with people. And if you're both not on the same page about something as big as, you know, getting a surrogate, it could be a huge problem and it will be a huge problem. So you have to make sure you're on the same page. So once I knew that Brady was all in on that, I was still obviously just, I was in a horrible hole of grief. And I remember sitting in my living room, just so sad, so empty and just missing Jade. And I was like, how am I going to possibly do this? How am I going to do this? You know? And I remember sitting there and I was like, you know what? This is always going to feel this way. You're always going to miss Jade. But you don't have time. And no one's going to get this done for you. And people who know me out there also know, like, for some reason, my crazy ass loves a challenge, right? If there's, if there's an obstacle in my way, I kind of get fired up. I don't recoil. I do the opposite. I'm like, okay, here's this challenge. How am I going to make this happen? So back to me sitting on my chair in the living room, just feeling so sad, looking up these surrogacy agencies and reluctantly trying to make appointments um, for Zoom chats with these people to figure out what is this? You know, what's behind the curtain here and how do I make this happen for my family? And I sat there and I thought, take your grief hat off. Just take it off and put on your get shit done hat. And that's something too that you have to remember with grief and going through situations like this. It's okay to be both. 
you know, so if I sat and waited until I wasn't sad anymore, I'd, I'd still be sitting here. No progress at all. And so I think it's important to remember that those two things have to exist at the same time. Otherwise, I would just be in a corner in the fetal position missing Jade forever. And so I made about five appointments. I, I talked to the boutique smaller agencies. I remember talking to a really nice girl who had left a larger agency and started her own. So you have that flavor of agency. And then I also talk to some of these bigger agencies who some of them do this, like they'll charge you $150,000 and you will be able, they basically guarantee you a baby. So let's say you get a surrogate and something happens during the first pregnancy. This will cover the second pregnancy, et cetera. So I understand the insurance policy part of it. But that is a that's a huge stroke of a check um, for most people. So step one, researching, talking to these agencies. And, and initially, I thought that's kind of what I was doing, right? Because what we do is we just default to, oh, I need to go get an agency because they know everything happening and I can't do that myself, right? That's beyond most people's... Um, sense of reason. They would never think, oh, what if I peeled this back and dissected it and figured out how to basically become my own agency? So the more people that I talk to, the more I realize, okay, I got to do this on my own. Reason number one, because the demand is so high for surrogates, some of these timeframes for these agencies are two years. Don't have two years, not interested in waiting two years. Secondly, when I was talking to these agencies and they're telling me $150,000 and then I'm peeling back what the surrogate's getting versus what the attorney is getting versus what the life insurance component costs that the, the agencies are making out very, very well. So that was another component. But then the third component that I thought about, and I, I have a sales background, so I'm a cold caller. I'm a hunter. I go after connections and leads and deals and that that juices me up. That doesn't that doesn't make me afraid. So I kind of looked at it like that where I'm like, okay, who's going to work harder for me than me to find this person that could potentially be the surrogate. So a flip switched in me where I'm like, I just have to think of this as sort of a sales a sales process, marketing process. So after talking to these agencies and realizing that I'm going to basically become my own agency, I sat down and thought, okay, what, what's this process going to look like and how do I start? And we all know the hardest part is taking something from here and just getting started. So I was to call my doctor and very close friend now, Dr. Shepard. And I called her, she came over and we talked about it. Um, her opinion was that, you know, you have such a large community of people and friends and family. Why don't you just put it out there? Like, just put it out there. Tell people you're looking for a surrogate. And of course, me being the kind of private anti, I don't want to call myself anti-vulnerable, but vulnerability just feels really weird to me. I just didn't want that out there like that. And so we came to um, sort of a, 
negotiation point or like a compromise where I'm like, let's make a list of like wave one people. That's what I called it. Where I could sort of create this small group of people whom I trust, but also who have access to high concentration pockets of people who could potentially be a surrogate, people who I felt like could help me initially, wave one. So Dr. Shepard, my my OB, she put marketing material, which we'll talk about here in a minute, up in all of her offices, and she became sort of the town crier for this family in Arlington that's looking for a surrogate. So Dr. Shepard had all of her doctors uh, aware of it. She put stuff in all of her offices, which is, I mean, the, the concentration of the foot traffic there of, um, let's be honest, <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty good. So that's that's, I would say, talk to your doctor, any doctors that you know, um, and have a relationship with that would be willing to sort of get behind this and become an advocate for you and keep their eyes and ears open um, for anyone who would be a potential fit. Secondly, I had a couple of trusted people who either are teachers in a large school district or medical sales in a hospital full of nurses. Um, I also reached out directly to the nurses in labor and delivery and high risk who I developed relationships with because I spent quite a bit of time up there. So they were all just greatly supportive. Um, and anybody who is a nurse or knows nurses, it's like salt to the earth, altruistic. It's the best type of human being. So, I mean, I, I highly recommend um, if you have a hospital near you, just try to to get in contact with someone on the labor and delivery floor, the high risk floor, endear yourself to them, tell them your story, and um, you will have some soldiers there marching uh, on your behalf. And actually, the person who ended up getting me with Sky, it's a, a great friend of mine, Jesse Pizzuti, her nanny, who owns this night nanny agency. And Jesse also, another thing about Jesse, Jesse went through a lot of infertility struggles. And so she and I have bonded over the years about just the the pain, the isolation, and um, the stigma, really, of infertility. So she sort of took that on when I told her. She, she just, I'll never forget it. I mean, she was just ready to go and, like, take on the world for me. It was amazing. So Jessie ends up talking to her nanny, and her nanny happened to know Skye. And her nanny, Charity, is her name, she and Sky go way back. So she she just has a history with her. And and I don't even know if she knew that Sky had been a surrogate before. So Sky was a surrogate one other time. She has three kids of her own. So step one, create your either put it out there on shout out from the rooftops to everyone. If you're more private, create this list of people, places um, that can help you spread your story and your word, get that started, start fishing, like literally put your pole in the water and just start fishing. So back to the marketing material and this, it's funny. So, so just the marketing material alone could be enough to stop some of you out there because you just get overwhelmed with like, well, what am I, what am I saying? How do I do that? That's so weird. I agree. Uh, I happen to have a, an extensive background in that just from SOS from 10 years of doing, you know, we do all of our own stuff, our graphics and, and everything else. So Canva is a really great platform. There's so many other ones out there, but, um, if anybody out there, if that's a hurdle that is stopping you, please reach out to me. 
because I have people here who can help you with that stuff. Like don't, and if you need to hire somebody, it's not super expensive. You can have somebody create what we did. I created sort of this high level UA family, loving UA family is looking for you know, a surrogate. And, and it was this high level kind of marketing um, piece that was put in to the hospitals, the doctor's offices. That was what I originally gave out. So you're kind of showering people with the high level. And then once you get a bite and a lead of someone who's actually interested, then I had created a one page this is who we are, you know, picture of the family, picture of, um, you know, just pictures of us and, and sort of our journey and, and what led us to looking for a surrogate. So that, that I saved for actual people who, um, were going to be a potential lead. So you've got your group, you've got your marketing material up, and now you do have to have a little patience. Um, you have to keep putting your pole in the water, keep thinking about people who might know people. And I will tell you though, um, we found Sky within within two weeks, literally within two weeks. Dr. Shepard probably had about seven other people who were potentials. And I also got a couple people um, who reached out to me on Facebook via the labor and delivery and the high risk nurses. So things could happen a lot quicker than, than what you, um, what you imagine in your head. And then there you go, right? Next thing you know, you're kind of cooking. So that is the sort of, in my mind, the hardest part for someone to get over because you hear agency, right? And they're going to take care of everything. If you pay that money, it's like, okay, cool. They're going to find this most perfect surrogate to drop from the sky and it's all going to be great. Now, I'm not saying they won't find someone and it won't be great. There's definitely a good chance that could happen. But all the agency is, they're just human beings marketing to a to an area trying to find someone just like you would be doing. But I keep going back to no one's going to work as hard to get that person as you and people who love you and know you. This isn't a car. This isn't a new couch. This isn't, I mean, this is a human being who's carrying your child. So I would highly recommend if you can get over that hump and just try to do the marketing yourself. I just think you're going to find someone who you'll be able to sleep at night. <laughs> you'll be able to feel good about. Um, some of these agencies too, like the people that they find for you aren't in the same state. And, and maybe that doesn't, maybe that doesn't matter to you. But being able to go to all these appointments with Sky down the street from my home and knowing that she's only 20 miles away if something should happen, that is huge to me. And so if you're marketing through people close to you, I just think when you cast that net, there is going to be a lot of empathy, compassion, altruism. And I, I just would really, if I had to hedge my bets, I think you will find um, you will find the perfect person for you. So get over that hump, just start, make it happen, get your marketing material or reach out to me. I'll help you get your marketing material. 
you can reach out to me and I'll help you make a list. I mean, I'll, I'll help you do that. Like sometimes you just need a nudge and you just need to believe that you can do it and you can do it. And I'm your girl. I'm your, I'll call, you know, call me, DM me. I'll give you a pep talk. I'll help you set your strategy and you'll be on your way in no time. Okay. So let's move on to once we found sky, once we found sky, the next step that you're going to have in the surrogacy process is you're going to need to get a good attorney and then she's going to need to get her own attorney. I can't remember who recommended my attorney to me, but I'm eternally grateful because she's amazing. Her name is Ellen Essig and she's in Cincinnati and she does this all the time. Adoption surrogacy is her jam. Uh, she was very reasonably priced. She was efficient, honest, kind. I give her tens all the way around. So you get your attorney, she gets her attorney. We talk to Sky about high level. So compensation, what are the stipulations that you have for being a surrogate? Do you need, you know, some surrogates are, you know, you got the JLo Diva surrogates and then you got the kind of the other surrogates who maybe like aren't as experienced or don't don't care as much about the what they're going to get in return. They're more altruistic. Sky was literally that person. But regardless, if your surrogate has some requests, but for example, maybe she wants to put in the, the agreement that she gets $150 a month in maternity clothes. Uh, if she lives a certain number of miles away, maybe she allots in there for gas money to get to the doctor. Uh, if she has a current job and she's going to have to be off for four to six weeks, you're going to have to pay for her to be recovering versus someone who doesn't have a job. So there, there are tons of things like that, that someone like Ellen, who's been there, will literally guide you through and make sure that you're not missing a beat on any of that. So don't, don't get overwhelmed with that. That's why there's attorneys. That's why they get paid the big bucks. They will do all of that for you. Just make sure you get someone who's experienced and who's good and who's thorough. Um, and the same thing on the, on the surrogate's end, so that you guys can sort of meet, flush out all the things that need to go into that agreement. You know, we went back and forth a couple of times. Luckily with Sky, it really wasn't a painful process. Another component that you'll have to handle um, during this process is life insurance. And luckily for me, and it should be the case for you as well, if you have a good experienced attorney, they will guide you and give you names of companies that deal directly with life insurance policies for surrogates. Um, again, painless process. It's some paperwork. It didn't take a ton of time. It didn't cost a ton of money, but you do have to deal with some sort of in case of um, the unthinkable or something horrible happens that you have something set up so that no one's coming after you personally. It's very important. The second part of the legal stuff happens once the surrogate gets pregnant and once she's about, I would say like 18 to 20 ish some weeks, they're going to want to do um, paperwork on parental rights. Again, very painless process, very quick, no big deal. I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, okay, let's break down the cost. Let's go through it. When you look at a surrogate in Ohio and you do sort of the, the market research and see how much they're getting paid through these agencies, the amount surrogates are getting paid is like, it could be as low as like 35,000 all the way through to, you know, I mean, I mean, listen, I'm sure there's anomalies, but I would say market 35,000 to maybe 65,000 would be a normal market price. Your attorney fees are probably going to cost you about 10 
And then the life insurance component, maybe let's just say two. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge, a huge cost. So do the math. So let's just say a surrogate's 55,000. Let's say it's 10,000 to, to uh, get the legal stuff done. So you got 65,000 in and let's just slap on two. So let's just call it 70 grand that you, that you have in. And then you look at the agency is charging you $150,000. I mean, that right there should be reason enough for you to maybe at least try, try to become your own agency. Another thing I would recommend too through this process, and everybody's different, you know, I'm sure a lot of you out there, this isn't an easy decision for you, especially women who desperately want to carry their own child and you're unable to do that. Um, That is a pain that is deep and it's real and heartbreaking. That being said, this person should be treated with the utmost respect, gratitude, I am humbled every day, every minute, every second that Sky is carrying our child. Like I, I could never describe to you um, the respect and just, I mean, I'm just eternally grateful. And so every, you know, month or so I'll say, hey, I want to do something nice for you. Is there something you're craving? Or, hey, how about a gift certificate from, you know, your favorite spa? Or how about an Amazon gift certificate to get yourself some clothes? So, and and you could say, okay, you're paying her, but come on, this is, she's, she's bringing life into the world um, on your behalf. And it's just, it's just the most extraordinary, incredible experience that I can even ever have imagined having. And so, and, and going back to, to designing it for yourself and finding that person as opposed to just defaulting to an agency, you know, feeling really good and right about the human being that you're going to be traveling this journey with for, you know, 10, 11, 12 months, whatever that number is. I mean, that is, it's so important to set the tone. And so I think if you uh, step back and just trust yourself that you can really take some steps and make the moves to to create this process and make it as, you know, beautiful and, you know, make it make it what you're comfortable with and don't settle for anything less. It sounds like such an overwhelming process and it is and and a lot of you are probably have a lot of emotions stirred up with this, but just think about this. I started this process a year and a half ago. And we're already here. We have a scheduled delivery date of, of August 18th. And my husband asked me um, the other night, he's like, can you believe we're here? And I was like, yes and no. You know, it's crazy and it takes work and you're going to be emotional and it is scary and it feels overwhelming and it's all those things. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Okay, so wrapping up here, if you're out there, again, DM me. You can email me at info at the Carrie Croft Show. Uh, I'm here to help. Any question you have, there are no dumb questions. I know this is a lot, but you absolutely can do it. All right, have a great day. Turn your music up. Find something to be grateful for. Until next time, keep moving.